0: you have a business right now and you are on the tools and you have at least two other painters, you should not be on the tools. You should be focusing on growth because two painters full time, that's at least 30K a month um, in production if they're efficient. So that's enough profit to sustain you, to sustain the business and and manage your growth. Um, It's what you do with your time that will affect whether or not your company does grow. Welcome to the Painter Growth Podcast, where we help you scale your painting company in record time. Join us as we explore sales, marketing, hiring, finances, leadership, and more, everything that you need to know to scale and grow your painting business. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everybody? Michael Hickman here, founder of PainterGrowth.com, and you're listening to another episode of the Painter Growth Podcast. Now, first things first, I need to apologize for the audio quality. I am away right now. Um, I'm still post-mastermind in Phoenix here uh, just for a couple more days. And I brought my, like, good mic, but uh, I forgot the dongle that's supposed to come with it. So I can, like, get the, I have a cable, but then I don't have, like, the dongle to the USB-C. So hopefully uh, the AirPods today um, are not too bad and the value in today's uh, solo episode here uh, make up for itself. So anyway, um, after doing the mastermind, one of the sessions that we immediately got a ton of really, really great feedback on was our priority management session and the reason why we decided to f- create a priority management session and and present that at the mastermind is because um as contractors we're always it seems like we're always in a state of being too busy right how often have you ever felt that you're too busy there's just too much to do not enough hours in the day um too much stuff to do to, we can't get everything done right so it's not a very fun or happy place to be running your business and, and feeling like there's just not enough hours in the day to get things done But the really cool thing is that you don't have to live like that, (laughs) right? Um, You don't have to operate your business like that. Like every single person in the world has the same, whatever it is, 168 hours or whatever it is in a week. Um, And you're no different. You have just the same number of hours. And what it comes down to is your efficiency and prioritization. And so that's where having a couple simple priority management tools uh, can really help not just be more productive, but help you see what you're doing with your time and and where you're spending your unproductive time. Um, And it's actually a pretty simple exercise that I'm going to take you. Now, it's simple, not easy. Um, And I I really challenge everyone who's listening to this to try out the activity that I'm going to talk about today for at least three days. Um, Like since the mastermind, we have a little uh, group chat with the attendees and one of the um, attendees posted um good morning. I was excited to so excited to start the time audit. I couldn't wait until Monday. So I started on Saturday. And boy oh boy, I know I wasn't efficient with my time. I just didn't know how bad it was until I saw it with my own eyes. So something like that is really what we want to we want you to be able to realize is how efficient you actually are being with your time. Um, And you'll be surprised. Honestly, this is still an activity that I do myself uh, consistently regularly, at least once a quarter, and I recommend you putting this in your regular arsenal so that you can continue being more and more productive. Now, the exact same activity, you you can do it with your team too. So if you have a team member who's really too busy, who feels like they can't get everything done, uh, for instance, I did this with my production manager at one point, and... Um, my production manager was just just way too busy and he was he was like on the verge of breaking down. he was going to quit um, he was just really disliking his job at the time and so we ran through the priority management activity that i 'm going to take you through today um, and basically the result of it is that we figured out a few key tasks that were taking up too much time that were low impact for him. We shift those responsibilities to somebody else and Um, We ended up freeing a ton of his time so he could then be more impactful in the role that he was hired to do, made him happier, made the customers happier, uh, made the company more money ultimately. So how does it work? Now, there's three exercises or worksheets kind of thing that that I'm going to have you go through. Uh, The first is called uh, your, your daily time audit, okay? Your daily time audit. The second is called your D sheet, D for dog. And then the third is, is just a to-do list with a little twist on it, okay? And you're going to use these three systems together um, in a really simple way to maximize your time and just be way, way more productive. Now, let's go through the first one. So the first one is called the daily time audit. And the, essentially what this is, is that you're going to be reviewing what you're doing every single day in 15-minute min- increments from when you wake up to when you go to bed. And you should do it for a week. But realistically, you only need to do it for two or three days to see what you're spending your time on. So essentially, you'll have a a sheet of paper, you can just use a regular piece of lined paper and, and write down every like four, four lines per hour. So like, you know, 6am, 615, 630, 645, 7, all the way down um, to the end of the day till like 8pm. And as you go about your day, you know, every hour or two, just go back, pull out your notebook, and fill in what you did on those fifteen minutes. Like we have a template you can use, um, but you don't need a template. You can just simply use a sheet of lined paper and write down what you did. Okay. Then when it gets to the, when you get to the end of the day, you can reflect back and you can see what you actually spent your time on. Okay. I did an estimate from ten to eleven, but then from eleven to eleven fifteen, I sat and answered emails. Then eleven fifteen to eleven thirty, I sat on Instagram, and then eleven thirty to one, I was driving or whatever. So you really get granular on what you're doing, and then if you do that for a few days in a row, you'll start to notice trends. Like, oh, I'm usually wasting time here, or I'm doing this. So what you're actually doing every 15 minutes goes in the first column. And then um, in the second column, you're going to write down uh, yes or no, like with a Y or an N, should it be you doing it, right? So yes, that means it's like high impact, high value. There's something unique about it that really only you should be doing. Or is it no, is it something that is low value or you dislike doing um, and it's a waste of time? So just write a yes or no. And I'm just gonna pull up my uh, sheet here just to make sure um, I'm getting all of the the right columns here. So if I just pull out my daily time audit template here. So we have task, yeah, what the task is, yes or no, should it be you? And then notes, any sort of specific notes that you have. and you should be able to get a full day done in about two sheets of paper, okay? Now, once you do that for a couple of days, the next thing that you're gonna do is use something called a D sheet. Now, this is the, the D sheet stands for do, dump, or delegate. And what that means is you're gonna take all of the tasks that you, that you filled out in your time audit, and you're gonna move them over one by one and lump them together into the D sheet. So you're gonna list them all out, You're going to list how many hours per day on average or per week, however you'd like to do it per week you spend on each one of those tasks. And then are you going to do it as in you're going to continue being the one to take on this responsibility? Are you going to dump it? Meaning is it something that just doesn't need to be done anymore? Right. (laughs) Um, For example, sitting on Instagram, doing reels, is that something that you should dump or should you keep doing right? That's, I mean, we're all guilty of, of uh, having our phone stuck up a little bit too much time, so if once we do the time audit, we'll start getting really honest with ourselves, and maybe that's something that we could dump. Um, another one of our clients that was at the mastermind, um, one thing that he really enjoyed doing um, be, uh, is that every single day, so he usually had three between three and four crews going. Every single day, he would visit every crew at least once. Right, he'd be on each one of his sites at least once every single day, and after looking at his time audit. He was spending, you know, three three and a half hours every single day driving, just so he could visit each site. And we kind of like dug in. Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do that? Like, why I want control. Why I like to check up with my guys. Why I like to, you know, be there and see the progress. And what it ended up distilling down to is that it was an exercise in ego. He just liked to see the progress. He liked to be the guy, and he liked to. You know, he felt like he was supporting his painters. And um, what we ended up doing is basically reshuffling his week around. So he was only visiting each site once a week. He ended up saving like 20 or 15 hours a week just in immediately gained productivity. And he wanted to spend more time now um, scoping out real estate and looking for investment properties, right? which takes time. And he wanted to, you know, he has his real, real estate license. We so wanted to be the one like actually going, finding those properties and buying them but he didn't have enough time to do that before. So just with this one exercise, we reprioritized this. It was low impact. He just liked doing it just um, because of an ego thing. Um, We restructured his priorities so he's no longer doing that and he saved about 15 hours per week. So That was a good example of of an immediate uh, return on his time investment for doing this activity. Okay, so there's dumping. Uh, And then the final, so do, are you going to keep doing it, dump, or are you going to delegate it? So delegate means obviously you guys know what delegate means but in this context like is this something that it can be automated it can be passed to another uh, uh, another team member um, for example back to my my uh, my story with my production manager the specific task after we went through it um, with him the specific task that he needed to de- uh, delegate off of his plate was um, simply picking up paint. Right, so our store, our Sherwin store, wouldn't deliver paint at this time, um, so we were responsible for picking up and, and driving on our own paint. But it turned out that driving around and picking up paint was cutting out a was taking up a significant portion of his day, and um, he didn't he didn't like that. Obviously, it was it was making him less efficient. He wasn't doing his high impact things, which were taking care of the customer, taking care of the painters, moving around big equipment, um, scheduling scheduling homeowners, scheduling pressure washing, things like that. So. Uh, We found a creative way to re-delegate picking up paint to the painters. We paid them for their time and that increase in wages that they made uh, well made up, well more than made up for it by the increase in productivity that my production manager had um, with this increase in in productivity. So that's an example of something that we delegated um, and that was a really big uh, thing off his plate. Uh, Now on a day-to-day basis, there are tons of things that you can delegate that you don't need to be doing, right? Think, low impact low urgency low dollar per hour something that is easily delegatable to someone who's better at it than you so for example um job costing right somebody else should be adding up your receipts and pumping them into their into your spreadsheet or into your quickbooks um you like you know on that your bookkeeping should definitely not be done by you you should be um handing that off to your bookkeeper and having them provide you with monthly financial statements um pick it, driving around picking up paint that doesn't have to be you. Uh, again, depending on your size of your business, are there are there other people on your team that can be doing it, or are there other systems and processes that you can implement um, that aren't necessarily your team who can take things off of your plate too? Um, for example, we have we have you know, clients who use Sherwin's delivery service for every single job, and uh, they just use it as a service that they offer. So why not like use it to the nth degree, right? Use it, abuse it. It's there for you. So um, if you have the ability to use your paint store even more, lean on them as a way to save time, um, you know, use those resources as much, as much as you can, right? Other things that you can delegate that you're probably doing right now could be uh, some things that your painters could be doing, right? A lot of us have painters who are very capable people, very smart, intelligent people, but we don't give them enough, uh, enough rope. We're, we we want to retain control because it feels good. It's scary to let go of control. So instead of uh, instead of letting our team members learn and potentially fail, but then become better and then uh, more autonomous as a result, um, we're just scared of letting them fail to begin with. So we don't let them fail. And then they, uh, we, we just uh, hold their hand and, and never really let them thrive and, and do the work that they need to do. And, and that ends up taking all of our time. So can you move some of these things that take a long time back onto your painters? For example... Um, doing the walk-around with the, with the homeowner, uh, setting up the job. Um, like I said, picking up paint, obviously. Um, yeah, doing the walkthrough at the beginning of the job, doing daily updates, doing a walk-around at the end, um, doing touch-ups, picking up the check, closing down the job, getting a five-star review, moving equipment to the next job site, uh, doing the job site planning. Like, really, if you, if you have a quality crew who's responsible, um, they should be doing um, pretty much all of the job site management. Right? There's very little reason for the owner to be on site if you have a competent crew lead um, and a few painters working for them. So once you do your time audit, you're going to be able to see if there's anything that you're doing like that on the production side that you should be delegating to your team because that's probably the, the lowest hanging fruit. Right When it comes to the other administrative things, sales, marketing, estimates, creating campaigns, printing, um, you know, those tasks, as you look at them one by one, some of them you'll certainly be able to delegate to like a marketing team member if you have one. Um, you can probably hire like a $15 or $20 an hour marketing support to help with some of those activities. Um, but like estimates, if, if you're you know, a smaller company, less than a million uh, per year, uh, estimates are still one of the highest impact activities that you can do. So if you're selling at 35, 40 plus percent, um, you know you should be reprioritizing your day so that you can do as many estimates as possible. Right, Sacrifice your personal production for estimates, right? That's increasing the value per hour that you're providing the business. As long as you're painting, you're only providing about $50 to $100 per hour of value. But if you're doing estimates, you're doing $500 to $1,000 per hour of value. So sacrifice that production as the owner and, and focus that time on produ- on uh, sales and marketing instead. Um, honestly, if I were to start up my, another painting company today, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even make painting an option for me. I would spend about Two to three months, or probably two months, booking out you know four or five months of work, um, just going hard on estimates and uh, and marketing and sales. Book out a ton of work, set the expectations with the homeowners, um, book a couple hundred thousand dollars of work, and then hire some painters and then be a full time trainer. So I wouldn't bootstrap it. I wouldn't even be that person uh, who ha- who makes painting an option. Just skip right to level two right to booking out a ton of work and bringing on some crews and leading those crews because that's a way more efficient use of my time than painting cranking out a bit of production and i I think it's a better use of your time as well um, is doing those higher level sales and marketing tasks instead of instead of production so if you have a business right now and you are on the tools and you have at least two other painters you should not be on the tools you should be focusing on growth because two painters full-time that's at least 30k a month um, in production if they're efficient so that's enough profit to sustain you to sustain the business and and manage your growth Um, it's what you do with your time that will affect whether or not your company does grow right if you're staying on the tools you're staying doing these small tasks these things that don't matter moving around paint, checking on your crews every single day multiple times a day painting yourself um, those are things that are not going to move the needle as as much as some of these higher impact activities now that brings us to the third activity the third exercise and that is your to-do list Now, a to-do list sounds like a simple enough task, but we have a little bit of a twist here. So I'm just going to pull up my to-do list uh, because uh, there's just an extra column or two. So in our to-do list, basically, um, when we have a project that we want to take on, say we want to create a new door hanger, for example, for our business. We want to create an interior-specific door hanger with an end-of-year offer, right? We're not just going to go put in our calendar, um, create door hanger. That is too broad of a topic to put in our calendar um, so that when we have strategic focused time to work on our business and, our, and we get to that calendar slot and it says create door hanger, like it's just too broad. We're not going to be able to be effective. So what we do with our to-do list is we start with a topic like that, like create door hanger, create a door hanger, and then we start writing down all of the sub tasks in as much minutia as possible so that those subtasks can then be put into the calendar. So in the in the to-do list so for example if we had a create door hanger we're now going to be now we're now going to break that down in as much detail as possible so we're going to be um write the copy write the text that's going to be on the door hanger find the before and after pictures that i want on the door hanger um, put a mock-up of the door hanger on uh, create a mock-up of the door hanger on canva in order to send the designer number four uh, send the mock-up to the designer uh, with specific instructions number five um, send the completed mockup to VistaPrint and print out five thousand of them. Right, so each one of these tasks it will be like a thirty to sixty minute task, and uh, it can you can easily put in your calendar. Right, so now when you get to the spot in your calendar, it doesn't say create door hanger campaign, but it's going to say upload door hanger template to VistaPrint and and purchase five thousand. Because now that's a very specific outcome that you can dedicate thirty to sixty minutes to and and just easily get done. So we actually have five tasks or five columns in our to-do list so we have task. so what is the task name then we have time how long is it actually going to take the next is notes and resources so any kind of notes that we need to remember exactly what this is about Um, scale of one to five how important is it one being not important five being very important and then uh, yes no does this need to be done by me okay so task, time, notes, one through five, and one through five importance, yes, no, it doesn't have to be done by me. And um, as you go through, either you go through our painter growth training, or you go through whatever coaching program you're going through, or you're just going through a day and things are popping up, um, instead of just forgetting them or writing them in your notes app, you're going to write them on your to-do list template um, so that you can come back to them later and make sure that they don't get forgotten about and then, of course, cross them out as they get done. right It's really important that you put how much time you expect the task to take so that when you do your block scheduling you can easily slot one of those tasks into your calendar um, and if it is something that you don't know how long it's going to take well or it's, or it's going to take more than an hour then chances are that task can be split up into into more and more smaller tasks um, for example if we do one more one more example here and we look at recruiting right one one task could be or one category could be uh, hire a painter right objective hire a new painter So hiring a new painter can take hours and hours and hours, but instead of that, we need to break that down into more manageable chunks. So hiring a painter is going to get broken down into create the list of responsibilities for my painter, create three different compensation structures for the new painter, write a compelling ad uh, for my new painter role. And it's going to be post on three platforms, indeed Facebook and LinkedIn for a new painter and budget $90 a day for recruiting. Uh, Then another task is going to be uh, look through all applicants and select 10 people to interview. And then you're going to have like, do interview, do interview, do interview. So these are all tasks that are specific. They're time delineated. We know how long they're going to take. We know what success looks like. We know what the proper outcome looks like. We can easily action those tasks. Okay. Um, So those are the three exercises that I need you guys to start doing if you want to stop being so busy. Uh, And the last thing, it kind of alluded alluded to it a little bit earlier, but what that is, is time blocking. Uh, Now, what time blocking is, is essentially at the start of the week, you want to take your whole week on Google Calendar, and you want to block out exact chunks of what you're going to be doing, right? Here's where my estimates are going to be. Here's where I'm painting. Here's where I'm doing crew moves. Here's where I'm doing estimates. Here's where I'm doing administrative. Here's the blocks that I have for project work. Here's where my recruiting is going to go. And once you know that, what your week looks like, you can take the items in your to-do list and slot them into your calendar where you know they're going to fit, Right? So by the end of the by the start of the week, you want to know more or less what your entire week is going to look like. And um, if you can do those three time audit, uh, D sheet, to do list, and and uh, block scheduling, if you can do those four things, you are going to be one hell of a successful business person. You're going to be organized. You're going to have control of your time. You're going to have control of your business. Your life is going to feel peaceful. Um, you're going to make more money. You're going to be more productive. Your painters are going to be happier. Your team's going to be happier. Your spouse is going to be happier, um, with you. And ultimately you're going to be happier. You're going to be more present person. You're going to be more in control. Um, and, uh, you know, this isn't something that you're just going to do overnight and be perfect at it, right? It's a, it's a muscle. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to take dedication, persistence, all of those fun things. But if you don't do this, If you just continue operating in a reactive state the way that you've done so far and just keep on doing that, um, you're going to stay crazy. (laughs) You're going to stay too busy, and you're not going to get anything done. And things are going to forget. You're going to forget things, and you're going to be just another unreliable contractor. And that is not what we want to be. We want to be reliable. We want to be on time. We want to be in control. uh, We want to take care of our time. Because if you take care of your time, the little things are uh, the little things in your day are going to take care of themselves. So I, I, I compel you do these activities um and uh if you can do these activities i promise you you are going to be more effective now i'm going to leave you with one thing here so if you go to paintergrowth.com slash systems um you can have all the templates that i talked about here for today plus a couple more about processes and systems so go to paintergrowth.com slash systems uh we'll put that link in the chat below as well or the description or whatever or wherever we're doing youtube or uh Spotify or Apple wherever you listen to it we'll put the, we'll put the link in the description slash systems download my templates for free start using them and uh, you can thank me later. If you get any value from that please rate the podcast. Um, I want to get some more ratings that's going to help us grow since we don't run any ads to this and um, if you got any value from this podcast as well please just like go to Apple or go to Spotify and just give us a give us a thumbs up or give us a five star rating. Um, that's really going to help us grow the base, get this out to more people more contractors and help all of us be better. So thank you for listening. I hope this was valuable, guys, and I hope you have a great uh, rest of your day. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Painter Growth Podcast. If you want to grow your painting business, go to www.paintergrowth.com or click on the top link in the description. Talk soon.